Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I'm going to continue my talk on Cal Hypo. I'll go over some tips and tricks for you, as well as some things you should know about Cal Hypo and the usage of Cal Hypo. And I think after listening to these two podcasts, you should have a pretty good grasp of using Cal Hypo out on your pool route or using Cal Hypo in your pool. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Now if you're using the CalHypo tablets, I would say you don't want to be using CalHypo as your primary sanitizer. In fact, Pool Life and CCH before they were acquired by this new company would recommend using liquid chlorine and they wouldn't recommend using CalHypo. The new company doesn't have that same recommendation. They're recommending CalHypo Shock with CalHypo tablets. And to me, that's way too much calcium added to the pool. So forget what their literature says. If you're using Pool Life tablets or CCH tablets, use liquid chlorine if you needed to raise the chlorine level in that pool. And if you do need any kind of stabilizer in that pool, I would say start using dichlor. Dichlor has about 60% cyanuric acid in it. So if the CYA level is like at 20 and you want to raise it to 30 or 40, just go ahead and use dichlor in that pool. Broadcast it into the pool. Do not put the dichlor in the skimmer, of course, because that's where you have the calhypo tablets. And the cyanuric acid will have a, and the dichlor may have a similar reaction with the calhypo tablets. So just broadcast the dichlor in the pool. And you, you should be perfectly safe at that point, raising the cyanuric acid level with that. So again, the CalHypo has no stabilizer. So if you have a pool that has cyanuric acid of maybe 10 or 20, and you want to raise it to 50, you can use either liquid pool conditioner, or you can use dichlor to raise that up. And that's perfectly safe to use in most pools with no problem. You're not going to have any staining issues with the dichlor. It dissolves really fast in warm water. So here are some cautions with CalHypo that you should know about. Besides CalHypo tablets and trichlor tablets, if you have a vinyl pool or fiberglass pool, I would not recommend broadcasting the CalHypo directly onto the pool surface. More than likely, of course, for a vinyl pool liner, you're going to stain it. You're going to bleach it white. There's no question about that. For a fiberglass pool, there may be some chance of bleaching parts of it or causing damage. So I definitely would dilute that in a bucket of water. If you're going to add it to a vinyl pool or a fiberglass pool, you can also pour it directly into the skimmer with the pool running for eight hours, six to eight hours, and that should dissolve it all perfectly fine. CalHypo has a very high pH, and that's why it's perfectly safe to put the CalHypo tablets in the skimmer basket. The pH is somewhere around 14. It's going to do no damage to the pool equipment, and so you can actually put the CalHypo directly into the skimmer. I've called chemists that work directly with CalHypo, and they said it's perfectly fine as long as the equipment's running for six or eight hours so that all the CalHypo is circulated through. And truthfully, the CalHypo now is a lot weaker than the CalHypo that I started using. I believe it was like 73%, somewhere around there. And 65% or 68% is much safer. 
And this seems to be a much easier to dissolve form of CalHypo, in my opinion. So it's definitely safe to put into the skimmer. And I would say do the same thing with a plaster or pebble tech pool. Because if you were to broadcast it in there without diluting it in water, it's going to make the pool pretty cloudy. And also, if you do broadcast it into a pool, and there is a copper level above 0.02, you may have some dropout, which is a black stain. It may oxidize the copper in the water. And so you'll see black plotches of stains all over the bottom of the pool with the CalHypo touch the surface. This is something that happens pretty immediately. So I've had many members of my group use CalHypo. They broadcast it in the pool, and then there are these gigantic black stains on the bottom of white plaster. It's pretty scary, but it fades once the chlorine level starts to drop. You can also use a metal sequestering agent if you wanted to speed that up. But again, that's the danger of using CalHypo and broadcasting it directly into the pool. You have the chance of if there's copper in the water of that oxidizing and causing that problem. Now, if you use PoolRx, you don't want to use CalHypo because the anode gets uh, calcium buildup on it and makes that less effective. Same with the Blu-ray XL. If you use those, the anodes will get calcium buildup faster. If you're trying to shock a saltwater pool, I would say CalHypo would not be the chemical choice because the calcium will also cause calcium buildup on the cell plates. So if you have a saltwater pool and you wanted to shock it, you can use either liquid chlorine or broadcast dichlor directly into the pool if you need to raise the cyanuric acid level. But do not use CalHypo in a saltwater pool. And do not pour it directly into the skimmer of a saltwater pool because the, cal- the plates will get more calcium buildup that way if you're using CalHypo directly. Now if you have one of the Waterco multi-cyclones or the jacuzzi version of that on your equipment, you definitely don't want to broadcast you don't want to add the CalHypo directly to the skimmer because what's going to happen is that the multi-cyclone will actually trap the CalHypo inside there. It actually traps diatomaceous earth as well. So if you have a multi-cyclone, you want to dilute the CalHypo in water and then pour it around the perimeter of the pool. And that's the only way to add it with one of those pools that have the multi-cyclone device on there. A good trick with the uh, CalHypo tablets, and I've been doing this lately to experiment I've been using the CalHypo tablets kind of broken up. I use a rubber mallet and I crush them in a bag. And then I'll broadcast them over some algae that's really stubborn, like on the step areas, even some black algae. And what I like about this method is that it's very slow dissolving. And so it's going to sit on the algae a lot longer than CalHypo powder. And it's much safer to use than the trichlor granular because it won't burn the pool surface. And so I've been experimenting with CalHypo kind of granular I guess you would call it but there are larger chunks than that and it's been really effective against algae and I really like using it for that purpose. They probably should be boxing it or manufacturing um, calhypo granular at some point for algae treatment. I think it would be much more effective than the trichlor granular because trichlor can burn the pool surface plus you can't use the trichlor effectively in a lot of cases because of that. And so it's one of those things where you have to know how to use the trichlor granular. But if you had calhypo granular, it would be pretty easy to use on most pool surfaces except for vinyl and fiberglass. I use calhypo powder also in pebble tech pools to treat black algae. I'll turn the pool off completely. And this works more effectively if the pool water temperature is like in the low 70s versus the high 70s or 80s because the calhypo will dissolve much faster in warmer water. So I'll sprinkle maybe four or five pounds of CalHypo over the black algae in a Pebble Tech pool. And I'll leave it on the bottom for as long as I can. So if there's an automatic cleaner, 
suction side cleaner or a pressure cleaner. I'll leave it off for a few hours. And this usually will kill black algae. It'll also destroy the aggressive green algae that you'll see in Pebble Tech pools. I've seen this here in California. It looks almost like black algae, but it's not. It looks a little bit green on top. And they get within inside the pebbles and they grow to about the size of a pencil eraser or maybe a little larger in some cases. And you try to brush it with a steel brush and it doesn't brush off very well. Calhypo is very effective against this aggressive green algae. It may take two or three treatments, so two or three weeks of the Calhypo in the Pebble Tech pool to treat that aggressive green algae. It also works really well on mustard algae in Pebble Tech pools. Again, it's much safer to use in the granular trichlor, which can burn Pebble Tech as well as plaster. So I prefer the Calhypo. You may want to try breaking up the Calhypo tablets and broadcasting them into a Pebble Tech pool as well to treat black algae or the aggressive green algae. I still find that the trichlor granular is more effective in a white plaster pool. But again, you could burn the plaster if you don't know what you're doing. So Calhypo is much safer. And Calhypo is a great way to kill the algae because it lays on top. Dichlor doesn't work as effectively because as you know, dichlor will dissolve very rapidly. I've tried dichlor in different situations on, on mustard algae and on black algae, but it doesn't stay on the surface long, nearly long enough to kill it. You just need to brush the heads of the black algae off and the Calhypo will stay on long enough to kill the black algae. It's just a little bit tricky to broadcast the Calhypo because it's not quite as granular, as granular as the granular trichlor, so you may have a little bit of issues with it landing directly on there. But as long as you broadcast it around the black algae, it should kill it. So to me, it's fairly effective to kill black algae, especially in a Pebble Tech pool. And I also like using Calhypo in a green to clean. I like using a combination of liquid chlorine and Calhypo. For some reason, it seems much more effective to use both of those at the same time. So I'll use like eight gallons of liquid chlorine and maybe eight pounds of Calhypo. And I'll broadcast them in the pool or put them through the skimmer because I'm running the pool 24 hours anyway. It doesn't really matter if I put that much Calhypo in. But for some reason, I find that these two combination of chlorine work really effectively. I suppose you can go with 16 gallons of liquid chlorine, but that's a lot of chlorine to bring in your truck. And another reason why I do look at the combination is because I don't carry, you know, five cases of liquid chlorine in my truck usually. And so the Calhypo is a great way to stretch out the amount of chlorine you can carry in your truck. And that's another good use for Calhypo. You can keep a bucket, a 50-pound bucket in your truck. It takes up very little space, and it's going to equal, you know, 50 gallons of liquid chlorine, basically. So if you have a smaller truck like mine, you can carry that as spare chlorine or chlorine you want to use on certain pools, and then have the liquid chlorine as well. So it's a great way to stretch your inventory without filling your truck up with a lot of chemicals. And if you ever run out of liquid chlorine, you have that 50-pound bucket of Calhypo in the back of your truck. Another good use of Calhypo is if you have a pool that uses a lot of chlorine on your route and you're charging the customer for the extra chlorine. For me, optically, when I charge a customer for extra chlorine, and I've had to do this several times, especially for the heavy-use pools, I'll tell the customer that, you know, your weekly service includes the maintenance dose of chlorine and muriatic acid. However, because of your heavy-use or because you have you have a leak in the pool, whatever the problem is, you're using a lot of chlorine there, you'll have to charge the customer for that. And so I'll just explain to them that because your pool is consuming a lot of chlorine, I'll have to charge you for a 50-pound bu- bucket of Calhypo or 25-pound bucket, depending on how you want to do it. And then you would charge the customer for that, and then you would leave it at the pool. And this is the optical part of it because they can see the bucket of Calhypo that they paid for, 
rather than you charging him extra for chemicals and they don't see anything. To me, visually, them seeing the bucket of Calhypo there is good. And then you're going to be using that bucket of Calhypo, of course, when you service that pool to raise the chlorine level up when necessary. And I think that's a win-win for you as a pool service. And the customer really likes the fact that they see what they pay for. So Calhypo comes in handy visually. You probably can't do the same thing with liquid chlorine because then you'd be putting, you know, six or seven cases there. And that is a little bit unsightly rather than one bucket of Calhypo. And one last use that you can use Calhypo for in your route is if you have a customer that's having a party or they ask you, hey, what can I put into my pool after the party? I think a great thing to give them is a bag of Calhypo. And of course, use all the cautions that I said earlier about vinyl pools, fiberglass pools, you know, mixing the Calhypo with trichlor. All these things, of course, are important. But you can give the customer a bag of Calhypo and tell them, oh yeah, when the pool turns on in the morning, just go ahead and pour this in the skimmer and that'll bring the chlorine level back up. If you educate the customer and do it safely, it's perfectly fine to leave a bag of Calhypo with the customer to put in the pool after the party and that way the pool's not going to turn on you. I really, what I like to do is have the customer tell me they're going to have a party and that way I can really bring the chlorine level up in the pool before and I can leave them a bag of Calhypo to put in after the party. But again, you have to educate the customer because you don't want to do this if the customer has a vinyl lined pool and they, you don't want them to broadcast it in there. In that case, I would definitely leave them a gallon of liquid chlorine. And this is something as a pool professional that you have to know. Whenever you tell a customer to do something, you have to make sure that it's safe for their pool and don't make the mistake of giving someone the instructions to put the Calhypo in the pool without specifically telling them how to do it. Now, it's perfectly fine if they have a Pebble Tech or Plaster pool to tell them, yeah, after the party, just throw this in the pool. It's not a big deal because it's going to make the pool a little bit cloudy for maybe half an hour, but it's still very safe to put into that pool. So just a caution, whenever you're going to maybe leave a bucket of Calhypo somewhere or use Calhypo, that the vinyl pool surface is not a surface that you want to put Calhypo directly on. And I can't emphasize that enough. There was someone that emailed me several years ago I believe they were in South Africa. They had a lot of vinyl pools on their route that they started up. And someone that was doing them was using Calhypo. And they pretty much ruined all the liners. He sent me a picture of them. And all the liners were bleached out. It's one of those sad cases where unless you know the chemical and know the, the effect on the surface, you can really do a lot of damage with that chemical. But Calhypo is very safe in just about every situation except the ones that I've cautioned you on here. And one last thing, you may, may have heard that Calhypo is flammable and dangerous, but it's really not the Calhypo itself. It's a strong oxidizer, and any oxidizer can be make something else combustible or highly combustible, like wood, paper, oil. So any oxidizer, any kind of chlorine, you don't want to store anywhere where it can be combustible. So just note that there is nothing in Calhypo by itself. Um, it's not combustible, but it's a strong oxidizer and can enhance combustion of other things. So if there's a fire and Calhypo is there, of course it's going to be adding fuel to that fire. So just use that as a caution. When storing it, I like to keep it in the sealed bucket somewhere in the backyard away from everything else. And as long as you seal the bucket, you don't have to worry about it. I probably wouldn't be storing it, you know, next to big old cans of oil or gasoline cans for lawn care. Definitely something you don't want to do, but use that as a caution. And Calhypo by itself is not flammable. It's just that it's an oxidizer, which makes everything else combustible around it. Just wanted to clear that up also, because I think you may have heard that Calhypo is extremely flammable. And it's not the truth of Calhypo, 
but it is a truth of an oxidizer. And one last thing before closing, I think you should also remember that Cal Hypo has a very long shelf life. It'll probably last anywhere from two to three years, maybe even longer. Compare that to liquid chlorine, which is probably at its half-life in about 90 days or maybe a little bit less, depending on how you store it. So the potency of the Cal Hypo, the 65% active chlorine, will stay active for at least two years, maybe longer. I've used Cal Hypo that I found in someone's garage that was like five or six years old, and it still seemed very effective. So that may be a deciding factor also when you're thinking about which sanitizer to use. Cal Hypo does have a very long shelf life compared to liquid chlorine and compared to trichlor and dichlor. I bet the shelf life is pretty similar between those powdered chemicals. And if you're looking for the first part, of course, you can find this by going to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of the podcasts I recorded, and you can find the first part there. And if you're also interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.